Nostalgia is a pretty powerful thing, a reminiscent affection for any aspects from our past. Our generation, more than others, have made nostalgia a huge part of our daily lives. We aren't the crabby old men saying, back in my day, when we could easily just go on the internet and relive some classic moments. Nostalgia's become an industry. But nostalgia can also be blinding. An ignorant sense of superiority to future generations, remakes or reboots. Enthusiasts can tout that shows they watched in their childhood were superior to those of the present. But how many of them actually have gone back and put their beloved can-do-no-wrong media to the test? That's what we'll be doing on this podcast. A podcast we like to call Endless Schmaltz. And for our first series, we're going back to outer space. After Colony 195, this is Gundam Wing. Hi everyone, my name is Steve Yurko. I'm a uh, freelance cartoonist, uh, cartoon enthusiast in general, and uh, I'm your host for this podcast. Also joining me, I have Zach. Hey everyone, I'm Zach Logan. I'm the host of the One Piece podcast and many other podcast <laughs> ventures of varying success. And this one. And, and now one. this one. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess I should mention all of us on this podcast are from the One Piece podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yep. If And I'm sure that people are listening to this podcast because they listen to the One Piece podcast. But if you're if you're not, you're just getting into this cold turkey, then you are an exceptional, exceptional individual. Well, who else is there, Steve? Uh, we have Ed. Hello, I'm Ed. I uh, co-founded the pod, the One Piece podcast with Zach five and a half years ago. Yeah, we've been that. doing this for a while, and I, ha- I haven't watched Gundam Wing in ten years since like 2005. Like 2008 for me. Yeah. yeah. So this will be interesting. It'll it'll be fun. I'm excited. There's there's a lot to to make fun of here. <laughs> there's also a lot. Well, Steve, who else? And. <laughs> Last but not least, I don't know how many episodes he'll be on. He won't always be joining us, but I'm happy to have him on this show. We have Jose. Hey, everyone. Uh, I am a, I guess I'm the creator of the Tsunami Faithful podcast, which I don't do anymore. Uh, And I'm a contributor to this podcast, including editing OPP Japan. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's what I've done. Where do you work, dearie? Oh, I I also work at uh, CNN. Which is where I am right now. <laughs> it's where you always are. It, it's where I live. They've, they've Every time up... I talk to you, you see me there. <laughs> they, there's a little cubby underneath my desk, and I just go to sleep there. Fucking George style. Yep. <laughs> um, Steve, but... the whole thing is, though, I I mean, Ed said, you know, make fun of Gundam Wing, which, I mean, of course, there are very make funnable things, and as we go through, I'll realize how make funnable things are I, that's not an adjective well, i think this podcast just stemmed out of weeks upon weeks of us making non-stop gundam wing jokes as we were a, making a lot yeah. general septum jokes <laughs> and i we thought, forgot how funny the rest of the cast was yeah and specifically I thought, one character yeah but i thought you know what why the hell not this this could be a lot of fun like i feel like it's trickling way too much into our one piece podcast which is about one piece and really? uh <laughs> we, I think we, we we jumped the shark when we devoted an entire segment to a improv skit of General Septum and Trey's Kushranada. <laughs> which which point, we should but... probably put on this episode, too. <laughs> um, or one of the episodes. Uh, no, it will wait till it actually uh, happens, the, ep- yeah, the episode yeah. where it happens. But we'll... the people need to know about the appetizer tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, do, I do want to say, and... and and Steve, when this idea came up, we were talking, and uh, we were talking about how, you know, our favorite shows on Toonami back in the day, uh, in 1999 and 2000, and what got me into Toonami, unlike most people, was not Dragon Ball Z, it was Gundam Wing. I was super into Gundam Wing, so... I think I w- there, there's three ways to divide that Toonami generation. You were either the people that grew up on DBZ, which was me, um, I was a huge DBZ fan, uh... You were the older, more mature ones that grew up on Gundam Wing. 
Thank you for calling or, me mature. Mature. <laughs> mature. Or you were the uh, the girls that grew up on Sailor Moon. That's um, what I've come to know. I think, I think, I think there well. was a second wave of people who grew up on Naruto, though. Like, we can't. We're talking about the 90s here. We're talking about yeah. 1998, 99. Right, but I'm saying with Gundam Wing, if we're going to divide you know, people who grew up in Toonami, there was that second wave of people who grew up on the yeah. second yes, wave. Yes, yes, yes. And they didn't have it for too long. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not. unfortunate, but, you know, it's back now. But let's, like, Toonami, if, you, if you're not familiar with Toonami, it was this big action block this after-school action block on the Cartoon Network that, at the time, it was devoted to, like, some of, mostly reruns of shows Cartoon Network already had, um, and action some of them cartoons. were from Japan, like, uh, Speed Ra- not Speed Racer wasn't on. <laughs> Speed Racer, well, the only one Robotech. that was not on. Yeah, Ham- Robotech. <laughs> okay, yeah, jump to Hamtaro. <laughs> I'm talking hey, about we Gatchaman. Went over, went over all, we went over every year. We recapped every year of Tsunami yes. on our Yeah, we... We originally did a unofficial Toonami podcast. I'm sure you could probably still find that on iTunes. So we're not going to be here to talk about the years of Toonami. But this was the beast. And then Toonami just grew up into this big block of uh, just anime. It became a big thing. And nothing – there was nothing quite like it, especially during that time. And it was – Crazy going back, thinking that Cartoon Network would devote their precious after-school time to shows from Japan. Which, in retrospect, it's just... And they were really, like, just novel to watch as as a Mm -hmm. kid. They were just like, oh, there are these long-running, really plotty kind of... I mean, maybe not Dragon Ball Z as much, but for me, that's why I was so obsessed with Gundam Wing. And even though, as we revisit it, the plot might make less sense than I thought it did, or might or might just be a lot different than I thought it did when I was 12 and 11 or 13 or whatever it was. Um, I just think it's one of those ones that just doesn't hold up as well as we'd hope. Well, you know, I'm, I'm still very optimistic about it. I'll be the optimist going forward. Well, that was the big thing that every time you mention Gundam wing these days, when I hear people talk about Gundam wing, it's, it's usually, Oh man, Gundam wing was so awesome. Have you watched it lately? Yeah. (laughs) It does not hold up. Gundam wing is 49 episodes long. I, I it was watched Gundam than Wing yeah. then. I got I watched Gundam Wing back in 2013 or 2012 actually for mm-hmm. for a segment on the Tsunami Faithful podcast. I watched a whole bunch of old Tsunami shows. You watched the whole some, thing? Yeah, watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Watched a whole bunch of Tsunami shows for like a top ten countdown because I wanted to make sure like these shows actually hold up. Jose is very dedicated. And Gundam Wing was one of those shows for me that didn't hold up as well. Endless Waltz, I will stand up for and say it still holds up, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't Gundam uh, Wing like the most like favorite show of the? Oh yeah, I mean, it, isn't Jason DeMarco's a big Gundam? Oh Wing yeah, like I think it, overall America. Like let's just yeah. say America overall, <laughs> the Gundam Wing is the favorite. Well, let's uh, talk about, if it were well, to run against a president today, it would probably <laughs> win. Well, Jose, uh, th- thank you for reminding me. Why don't you give us a little background on the Gundam series? Because Gundam Wing to a lot of to a lot of our surprises, it was not the introduction to the Gundam series. It's not the only Gundam well, I mean, it, series. It, yeah. it, it was the first alternate universe Gundam series. No, that's not true either. Um, <laughs> that's so, why Jose's here. <laughs> Gundam, uh, Gundam started back in 1979, so it's around 35 years old now. And they did a you know television series that was like, I think around 42 episodes, give or take. Yeah. And they... Uh, it, it had this huge cult following of people who really liked the model kits, and that's what really kept the show on the air. So they kept doing sequels and sequels, and it was all a part of this Universal Century timeline, which is the main Gundam universe timeline. Um, you know, and around 1993, oh. uh, the last one for a little while kind of aired. Which, which one I was think that? was Victory Gundam, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was Mobile Suit Gundam, then Z and Double Z, right? Or Z or yeah. Double Z? And then yeah, you know, Zeta, and all the, Zeta, uh, and then Double Zeta. Zeta, Zeta, Double Zeta. Char's yeah. Counterattack, which was supposed to be oh, kind yeah. of the wrap-up on Char's uh, on that Char and story. Amaro's story. Yeah. Uh, but they still had more stuff in the uh, Universal Century timeline. Uh, but it wasn't until, like, uh, 1994. It was Victory Gundam, by the way. Uh, Victory Gundam was the last one in 1993 for a little while. And then 1994 comes along and Mobile Fighter G Gundam, which is, <laughs> you know, as far away as you can get from Gundam as possible. I forgot and, that came first. And one of my personal favorites, you could but, tell I'm not a Gundam fan 
when <laughs> G Gundam is one of my favorites. But yeah. I, let's also establish that this is not a Gundam podcast. Yeah. If you're a yeah. diehard Gundam fan, don't expect an encyclopedia of knowledge coming from us. Well, it's what Steve I... said. This is like, it's delving back into the nostalgia we have. This is a show I think we all liked a lot at the time we first mm-hmm. saw it. And now we're going back and we're saying... Is this does this hold up? Is it still good? What's hilarious about it? What's very good about it? You know, what's terrible about it? So on and so forth. So interestingly, though, like after Mobile Fighter Gundam, G Gundam, uh, Japan, I guess, kept doing these little like, all right, we're going to keep doing little alternate timelines. We saw Gundam Wing come next, which came out in 1995, uh, actually premiered on the same day to to the day as the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Hmm. So a little fun fact. Uh, and, like, the Universal Century got moved to, like, uh, OVAs, like the 8th MS team and Gundam Unicorn. I love 8th Mo- MS team. I have not seen Unicorn yet, though. Yeah, and Good- Unicorn's my personal favorite. Um, I have to see that. It's really good. Uh, the uh, and, and, of course, like, we had other alternate timelines on television, like uh, Gundam Seed and, and Double O Gundam. So there's there's tons of different little series, but we're going to be focusing on the first Gundam to come to America because the first one that did come to America was Gundam Wing, which takes place in the after after colony century. Um, so when that came to America, that was dubbed by Ocean in Canada. Bond Entertainment had brought it to the states with the intention of putting it on television and selling the model kits, and it it just took it kind of took the world by storm, or at least the U.S. by storm. Mm-hmm. It was like it, you know, you're right. It was Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing, and, and those Sailor two, Moon, yeah. and Sailor Moon, yeah. And those series were just kind of selling Toonami, selling a bunch of toys, and did amazingly well for for Gundam. Uh, you now know, I have in, a, I have, United States. I have a question for you. Um, do you know any reasons, like, to why like Gundam Wing might have deliberately been chosen as the series you brought over? Because at the time, it was not the most recent Gundam series. Yeah, I think I think Eighth MS Team might have been the most recent series when it was airing, mm-hmm. but it's also an OVA and it's short and, and it takes it's... place in the Universal Century. Yeah, Which, yes, it is. I mean, you could understand it. You can totally know. watch it without yeah. knowing what Actually, happens in the Universal Century, but you know, I think this is Gundam Wing's a little easier to get into. Definitely. Actually, the most recent uh, Gundam series when Gundam Wing premiered in America was the little remembered Turn A Gundam. Oh yeah, turn a gun. Oh yeah, that was nice. Well, that was, but like that was. I think that was coming out in Japan. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was that was ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Gundam Wing premiered on, in America in two thousand. I just yeah. feel like Gundam Wing was deliberately chosen because I think it just struck a chord. Uh, I think a lot of kids related to it because it stars five, kids. you know, five teenagers, yeah. yeah, like young teenagers. Piloting a bunch of robots and which is a constant theme of the show. Usually, it does have young protagonists, mm-hmm. um, so that's a thing that's always been a staple of Gundam. But I always think a large cast uh, does better when it's done right. Yeah, because there's always because you. I don't know if everyone could relate to Amro Ray, but there's a better chance you could relate to one of the five kids from Gundam Wing. Well, we should probably talk about Amro Ray, especially for a second, because. Like, right after Gundam Wing, you know, which was this huge, booming success, was one of Bondi Entertainment's best-selling titles ever uh, before they collapsed. And they, uh, Gundam, after that, kind of never got the, got the same juice. It never, never really hit the same highs uh, because I think, you know, they aired the original Gundam right after Gundam Wing instead of a newer show. Mm-hmm. Because Gundam Wing at the time, while it was like five years old, it still looked new enough, especially compared yeah. to Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what kind of started the downfall of Gundam in the United States. And by the time Gundam Seed came along and looked like this really new and really fun show, uh, it kind of was too late for the Gundam franchise and just kind of sold what it was going to sell, and that's it. And I think, I think if there's a the new generation out there could at one point, I think there's potential for it still in the future. Mm-hmm. I would hope, but you know, it, it's, I think it has to get on television again. But uh, well, anyway, should we? You know, should we'll see if that happens. We're taking ourselves far, far too seriously. Let's get silly. Yes, um, uh, yeah, let's totally let's, get silly. Let's get silly because so uh, this is fun. It's supposed to be fun. But uh, thank you, Zach. And in case you didn't know, in case you don't feel like googling it, uh, Gundam Wing premiered in March of 2000. Uh, crazy times. 
That's I was crazy waiting times. for like 2000 and what? It's like, oh, right, there was a no, year. No, 2000. Just 2000. That was a year. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with episode one, which that, that's smart. It's a good smart. place to start. Yeah, yeah. good I place like to it. start. And it's episode one, the shooting star she saw. Uh, uh, do, you, do you want me to get started with the opening? What, what no. do you, have just you, one uh, B communication. That, Zach, Zach has, uh, has uh, notes on the opening. Oh, I could just read my notes if you want. Uh, I, I started okay. by writing, this may be the most 90s thing ever. I mean, looking through the hand and stuff. Oh, it's yeah, a very JoJo it thing. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, and now he's on fire, and there are four other guys, and now there are mobile suits, and a girl picks up a teddy bear while it's snowing and brushes it off, and it's like, oh yeah. And there's something where they're like they're they're in the foreground, and then there's like a close up of them in the background, the same guy, you know. And oh, then yeah. there's like well drawn pictures of one Gundam and another Gundam and another Gundam, and then here's some rich guy over here, and then some fighting and explosions and, oh, and yeah. wow, and, it's like I'm seeing the real thing. And a flashing laser <laughs> sign that says "Buy my toy, buy my toy." Um, but yeah, that's that's. That's the underlying message of all Gundam series. It worked. It did. I have a bunch of model kits. Even I, even I bought Gundam. Everyone wanted a Gundam. Yeah. Of course, it worked. Everybody still wants a Gundam. I still would love. I mean, there's a real one out in uh, in Tokyo. Yep, I've I've seen it. Me too. High five. We're super special. That's like that's like their flat iron building. It's like, oh hey, what do you want to meet up for lunch today? Oh, just meet me by the Gundam. Um, and, and then you we have a friend sp- out there in Japan named Greg, and he posted a picture. And I'm like, yeah, that's like your freaking Empire State Building. Who cares? Can <laughs> we talk about Gundam Wing in Japan, though? Because, like, I, I don't Please. know if you went inside the museum, but it's not – it seems to be Wait, not that popular. There's a Gundam museum? There's a yes. Gundam museum on the on the top floor of, of Dive River City, Tokyo. Of course there's a uh, Where that museum. statue is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, Gundam Wing kind of gets its due every once in a while, but it's, like, eh, it's not really that popular. It gets its due because it's popular over here. That's why they keep mentioning it. But other than that, I'm, like, nobody really remembers the show. Well, for people who confuse it, they call it, like, the boy band Gundam, you know. Yes. yes. I forgot to mention every that. Gundam also known as the boy band. That. Yeah. Like, I, like, double was um, Gundam Double Zero? Gundam Double Come Zero on. was the Oh, and no, oh, what was the one that came before that? The uh, Gundam Seed? Seed? Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, I think, even more bishy. Um, it, that doesn't surprise me. It seems like with the shows airing on Toonami, it was a trend of Japan doesn't care about the show, but boy, do the Americans sure love it. Well, I don't, I don't know what it was at the time, but in Japan, but like today, it's not really remembered. Mm-hmm. Seed is like Seed is everywhere, and I, I didn't, I couldn't get into Seed. I just couldn't, couldn't care. Uh, so the first episode, the shooting star she saw, she so- certainly saw that shooting, <laughs> shooting star. She saw she shells at the she shore. I, I feel like that alliteration was on purpose just to mess me up uh, 15 years after it aired. Um, anyway, it's <laughs> it is the 15th anniversary of the airing this year, so it's an appropriate time for us to do this. So we get the full speech uh, from the narrator here, you know, the United Earth Alliance. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> That's just the year it is. That's just the century. It's yeah. after the colonies were built. So 195 years after the first colony was built is what I assume that means. I, I hope you know will I'll, I'll turn their just... eyes to space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mention oh, this Casey right Casey Kasem's the narrator now. <laughs> I don't know when I started watching Gundam Wing. I'll tell you, it wasn't in the first episode. And I thought, like, man, this show is... I like this show, but it's really confusing. Uh, and then when it re-aired, I'm like, cool, I'll watch episode one. That'll explain everything. Does not do that. <laughs> and when I sat down and watched that, and you, you have characters like, oh, Gundam, Gundam, Gundam. I'm like, yes, can can we talk about what it is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, should we talk about what a Gundam is in this version of the universe? It's in, like, the second scene. Let's, uh, let's yeah, talk about I mean, the Okay. Get to it when it comes. But, hey, so we uh, find out that with high expectations, human beings leave Earth to begin new life in space colonies. Um <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We're just going to read the have, narration. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that one down. Um, we have the, is it, I hope, this is what I always heard it as. I hope it's right. The Earth's Sphere Alliance. The United yeah, Earth Sphere Alliance. Yeah. Okay. Like or, as, or as we could call it, the UESA. 
It's like it USA. So many times in in the, in the in the story that well, because they because there's they can, a clue well, no, and that's, there's a that's thing. Not, that's not spoil uh, things for people who haven't seen Gundam. Something always before. wasn't big on the name in the first place. There's, <laughs> like, uh, the, I, there's I, the Alliance and Oz and the Romafeller Foundation and, and the White Fangs. We'll get to that as it comes because and Sank or whatever it's called. God damn it. No. Operation Meteor, like uh Operation, Operation M M. <laughs> M for murder. <laughs> well, I mean that is kind of what but it pretty is. Much the air By the way, I don't I don't know if we should read the comic book because like if we think Gunnam goes off the off the deep end here. Oh I have the comic holy, book. Holy shit, it goes I off the deep end in the comic that. book. I think I have that somewhere in my house and I think I bought it house. at like Big Planet Comics in two thousand six. Like I think Hito Yui gets cloned or some shit. We're I know they have those. Yet. They have those. What really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The real. They tell. They talk about that. I think in the series too. Like offhandedly. Oh, oh yes, he was a clone of someone. Um, but <laughs> no, no, no. This is the real Hito Yui. But like in the comic book, he gets cloned because he dies or some shit like that. I don't know. We'll get there someday. No, we won't. Yeah, we'll get that when the comic yeah gets animated, which isn't gonna happen. <laughs> But let's we, we got a lot on our plate here, guys. Uh, the Earth Sphere Alliance just they, they just want to control everything. They they want to they want to run your lives in space and they want to tax you <laughs> without representation. But pretty much a, a maybe a that's Republican. why Americans liked it because we relate to the people in space. Because all the other Gundam series, it's the the bad guys are in space and the good guys are on Earth. But here, the bad guys are on Earth and the good guys are in space. So we're like, oh, it's like the American colonies. We're like rebelling against an evil dictator god bless so relatable (laughs) to 1700s americans like me but anyway yeah modern day uh thomas jefferson (laughs) thomas jefferson zach marquise no no sex would be like uh i don't know he'd be mel gibson in the patriot i was just saying (laughs) he'd be a british guy um keep going i'm just imagining all like key five u.s presidents in the the boy band outfits <laughs> uh but the rebellion the rebellion they uh they send uh they send some stuff to earth disguised as shooting stars i always love the way the narrator said that uh it's so now i can only assume is just supplies ammunition maybe a gundam but, no, it's probably just a meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about Zex a little bit, so let's, let's get to the point where Zex, he spots Zex one of them. So anime. He let's has such it. a his Vegeta voice here. That's who it is, right? It's uh, just by Brian Drummond, one yeah. of our uh, one of our personal favorites now. <laughs> voice actors. Uh, his voice he, sounds so different he, at the beginning. He's based off of uh, the guy from the original Char. Uh, Char. Or yeah, he looks very similar. He just wears a mask. He's got a red, red jacket and a helmet, you know. There's always a dude in a mask in a Gundam series. Yes. Just exists. <laughs> and the and then and there's the also Catra's. Then they go out for drinks when they're off duty. He's there's also Catra's doppel- doppelganger sitting there, and I I was like, oh, Catra oh. won't be introduced for a few episodes, but he's totally introduced in this episode. So it's just the same voice for both these characters. Yeah, Brad Swaley's just both these characters. It's like, yeah. uh, he doesn't even try to. No, change doesn't it. even try. Here's, here's a big thing, a nostalgia thing for me. Back in the '90s, it seemed like if, if an anime was dubbed. They seem to mostly come out of Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Like, I associated all these actors with anime. I thought, oh, when anime gets yeah, brought over. I, I, don't just associate, I don't just associate these characters with anime. I associate all of these voice actors with Gundam Wing. When you tell me, oh, this guy in Inuyasha, oh, it's that guy. It's Duo from Gundam Wing. Yes. That's who you're telling me. They're you mean Piccolo. Or, or Piccolo, <laughs> yeah. But uh, at a time... They didn't have too many actors on hand, so you'd find about the same five actors playing everybody. Yeah. But I mean, it's it happens in American cartoons. I mean, look at The Simpsons. The Simpsons, the main cast is under ten people, and they voice voice how many characters? But you can't. Well, this was this was for lack of supply. You can't play Catra and then make someone sound like a poo from The Simpsons, but. Who knows? We might find some surprises. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the voice cast gets recycled a ton, and they don't always disguise their voices. <laughs> they sometimes just don't care. They're like, eh, we're good. And then we get introduced to what like, is... Hey, Catra, yes? <laughs> How are you today? I'm fine, stranger. That sounds like me. 
And, and Steve, then we're introduced to, I think, a character who's going to be the main talk of at least the next <laughs> three episodes. set of episodes. Here's a character I, we have to discuss right now, and that's Relina. Relina Dorlin. And it's Dor- her birthday soon. I don't know exactly when, <laughs> but it's birthday. coming up. <laughs> Father! He doesn't even remember it's my birthday. Why don't you give yourself a little more time? You hate the earth so much, just leave. Please. <laughs> um, so. I remember Ringlina being a despised character <laughs> back in my day. I want to see if I despise her today. And so far, yes. <laughs> I yeah. lost with her very quickly. I'm trying to relate to her, though. She's, she uh, has no, but the thing is, she's, she's ridiculous. A, she's a she, diplomat's daughter who gets... No, the, she's like, but Steve, she's like a character from The Room where her motivations change every 30 seconds because sometimes she's like a spoiled <laughs> brat and sometimes she's like, oh, I care about you so much, father. I, I, here, I'm and just, I'm dignified and I'm proper and, and I totally I'm understand, I'm, I'm, but trying, I hate I'm, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to identify her right now. It's like, oh, she's, you know, like, she's a politician's daughter. She gets neglected. But so, she's not really, because her dad's a, with a, her. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> so she has a chip on her shoulder. So I'm like, okay, let me focus on that, because hopefully I could sympathize with her. But, but then not- she turns out to be, like, the most popular kid in school. Yes! <laughs> I don't understand this! Everyone talks to her. Everyone wants to go to your freaking birthday party. She's Everyone's rich. super nice, but, like, she's one, fucking rich, that's why. But one dude yeah. happens to be a dick, and she that's the dude he wants to hang out with. Really? You're disappointed with your dad? Like, whose dad's that cool? You know, no one wants to hang out with their dad. You're going you're to hang out with this almost dead kid that fell out of the sky and you watch him each. Best birthday present ever. He's not going to be very nice. But we kind of skipped a part that I really wanted to say. Um, so while they're, while they're descending into Earth, yeah. um, like, the gun, it's revealed it's a Gundam. And, mm-hmm. like, Zek has, Zek has spotted it. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a Gundam that kind of can transform into a bird <laughs> and a plane. So... Side note: The reason they call them Gundams is because they're made out of gundanium alloy. That's gundanium not gundanium alloy. <laughs> that's not a thing outside of this series. That they just made it up for this one. Next, you're gonna tell me unobtainium isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a thing outside of the after colony century. Like it's it's not in the universe. It's not in any other Gundam series. They made it up for this one. Oh, um, my so... mind has been blown. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, so when, when, you know, the gun was revealed and they're like, we got to shoot him down. I, why don't we wake him up with my machine guns? And Zex has the best line. He <laughs> says, no, don't shoot. No, no machine gun for him. Shoot him down. <laughs> Which makes so machine gun. <laughs> so I just said, I said, let's use the machine gun. No, don't use. No, not there. There. It's like, <clears throat> Sorry. I, when, when I'm going to do impressions of Zex, I'm pretty much going to do my impression of Brian Drummond's Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. But no, but so, I, I love everything. Who in the script like saw that and was like, that makes no sense. Let's leave I, it in. I took it as maybe don't use the machine guns, just go for the laser cannon. Which, then they proceed to use the machine guns. <laughs> No, but you could tell. I don't know if it was the writing, but when they try and match the lip flaps a little, but when there's a pause in the lip flaps, they pause often at weird times. So they'll be like, "Hello, how are you?" Just to match like the lip flaps. Unfortunately, this is not one of those scenes where we can blame him on a lip flap. No, no, we can't. We can't. can't. His back is turned to the camera. There's no (laughs) excuse for this line. Well, we've come a long way in ADR adaptive (laughs) script writing. there are just a few other ridiculous Brian Drummond fra- phrases. I can't do a very good impression. Brian Drummond is just like his characters are just ridiculous. I, like back then, like Vegeta and Zex Marquis were badasses. Like you almost don't want to be these guys, and now they're just so campy. <laughs> now they're just so ridiculous. Well, well, some of the phrases I like soldier, <laughs> it moves just like a bird. Didn't or, he say that? It's like that's what makes me a great soldier. Like, even the cool things he says... That's just are, done for. Very camping. So much for him. That was far too easy. So, I love that Zex decides to use the... the, gu- the Not the gun, the bubble suit that oh, is, yeah. like, doesn't fly. Yeah. yeah. I'm just that cool. 
I'm just that badass. And the rest and of them are like, uh, it's me a great soldier. Zach, don't have... you want to use the ones that fly? We have like two of them right here. We you got can use them. Right over here. Sure, you don't want to use the ones with the the guns. They're they're better, you know. No, no punch yeah. it. <laughs> we don't have to go save you afterwards. And then they're the ones who die. Yeah. Yes. Which is the I, ironic I, I'll part. I'll say this right now. I have a hard time keeping track of these random soldiers. Because but the thing is, Catra's dog will look and sound the same. They're either going to be voiced. They're all voiced by Brad Swaley. They're either going to be voiced by Brad Swaley, uh, Don Brown, um, someone else, uh, and David Kay. Yeah, but I was following Catra's doppelganger, which is what I'm calling him because I don't know his name. It's okay. And, it's last he doesn't have a name. No, but he survives into episode two. He's in episode two. Oh, my two. God. Good for him, right? Yeah, for, two whole episodes. For, look, for for that kind of character, that's for pretty For nameless Brad Swaley Catra sound-alike. The fact that good. it was a two... And, and anyway, uh, go ahead, Steve, sorry. Well, pretty much uh, Zex fights this Gundam pilot. Uh, it's just weird, because they, they're they fighting in the atmosphere. He's going back to space. I'm, I'm surprised they just... They're coming back to Earth, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sorry, Earth. And I'm surprised they just didn't just try shooting at him more. But uh But it's Gundanium alloy. But it's a Gundam. <laughs> uh but Zex and Hero are you know, having a pretty uh close fight. They're pretty well matched and I don't know, then Zex, I guess, just decides to peace out. So he, <laughs> he just like, he just sends his gundam after no, him. No, no, he uh, they, they blows the two other guys away and then he's like, Well, I gotta fucking do this now. <laughs> yeah, he... So, so he like jettisons his parachute and just like jumps on him with a lightsaber. He gets rid of all his like ammunition, his guns, and he takes out his like Gundam lightsaber sword, charges after the uh, the, the wing. Uh, yeah, the gun. Yeah, the wing zero, and they just Not get. Yeah, it's just the wing. It's just wing. Yeah. Okay, and then they just lock up, and then he's like, "All right, I'm out of here." Like, <laughs> it's like, ha ha, I'm getting this off of you. Which, yeah, transformers be stuck to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I don't understand is like, why didn't Hito just throw it off? Yeah, like because wait, it's not like he's holding it there. And Hero just he stopped it, and then like uh, Zek's mobile suit just kind of like locks his leg in there, like it's some sort of UFC thing going on. Maybe he's just like it's a it's a grab it's like, like ah, get this submission hold. It's like it's not even a hold. It's like I hate it when my shorts gets twisted. And the thing is, you're going to see the, the Gundams in the series do a bunch of shit to all the mobile suits because they're just clearly weaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, he could have just moved the joystick and probably broken his arm off and been like, "All right, I'm free." Can I talk about this? No, <laughs> Let's get this out of the way now. Gundams, how in the hell do they move so fluidly? Gundam uh, alloy. Come on, Steve. Understand? <laughs> it's kind of like a virtual reality spandex room. Uh, well, it depends on which which Gundam. We're going to stick to Gundam Wing on this one, mm-hmm. but it's basically that they just have systems that compensate for a lot of the pilot stuff, and it's going to come later on as a big plot point. S- Steve, it's because they all have they're all equipped with the latest version of MS DOS, which uh, is able to <laughs> accompany all of the. I, I they just type it in Word. Yeah. The, the most C real- colon backslash backslash. The most realistic. Giant robot, I feel, in terms of movement, was Big O from Big O because it just moved like a stiff son of a bitch. <laughs> the most realistic, but then there's G Gundam, which just uses the I'm in a room and no, I'm in control like, like this. VR spandex room. Yeah, yeah, and the that VR spandex room. The time you get into it, <laughs> they're in so much pain. And uh, tell them they, and it sinks in the JAP point of the Asia area. <laughs> <laughs> And he's so dramatic saying that. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to say this word, so I'm just going to spell it out. (laughs) Oh my god, you're probably right. That's probably it. (laughs) No, they probably said it in the Japanese version. They probably did say it in the Japanese version, but like in America. Oh, it appears to say that. Somewhere in the JAP region of Asia. You mean Japan? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess Japan. (laughs) Um, Maybe they thought it was like military lingo ish, so they're like, do that. They're like, like, like military. That reminds me of like a this. kid in my Spanish class who was reading something out loud, and then he started reading the English parts 
in some made up Spanish. <laughs> well, I don't think they had have the same countries on Earth at this point. It, it's supposed to also be kind of probably representative of that. It's now it's just an area. It's not a country anymore. It's yeah. like I'm falling in the USA section of North America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all my favorite music appears in this episode too. Yeah, yeah, there's some great music. Yeah, the the music when they uh, change the the wing into the into the Gundam mode, and then the montage that happens shortly thereafter with the um, the other song, the really fast paced song with the. Uh, you know, everyone, all the other four Gundam pilots destroying stuff. And sick. also the opera music. <laughs> it's a sick soundtrack. I, yeah. we, we were talking about that recently, too. I also want to mention this because I almost feel like this should be turned into some sort of drinking game. But every time a uh, Alliance soldier says, it's a Gundam, <laughs> you have to finish your whole drink if it's Don Brown saying it. <laughs> uh, but then now... The, or, after- you could also do one where every time a catcher apologizes for something. <laughs> oh, God. Which Sorry, even in this you very episode, surrendered. Mm-hmm. I gave you a chance to surrender. Why Sorry. does Tro always sound like he's constipated? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to <laughs> we will get to the other characters soon. But, hey, guys, well, we got to get to this character that we all know and love, <laughs> Relina, who her and her father have just arrived on Earth, and the press is all in their face. And just right away, they're like, uh, Mr. Dorlin, you got to come with us. And he's like, my daughter is with me. It's like, oh, well, we got a car for her, too. And then she proceeds to not take the car. No, she she just walks. A long walk on the beach or disgusting metal harbor. Which, you know, for a diplomat's daughter, you think she would have, like, some type of security? Like, you think the army would be like, "Uh, no, get in the car, sweetie. I think they'd at least make an effort. Like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea for you to go alone. Everyone hates Relina. No one, even the security guards, like I don't give a shit. <laughs> All the security guards are just like, "Oh, she doesn't want to come with us." All right, we're off the hook, guys. You heard her. All right, sweet. Beer's <laughs> okay. Punch, punch out. Let's go. They go to the Top Gun bar. Drinks on me. Uh, but hey, uh, she walks along the beach and she notices comes, comes along a dangerous situation that a soldier could have been equipped to handle, probably. A mer boy. <laughs> Not quite, but a boy nonetheless. Wash up on shore. It is the Gundam pilot. And, and happy birthday to me. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately, because of Relina's presence, he tries to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it's okay. It's like, it's like, she calls like an ambulance, and then it's like, did you see? Did you see? Like, but, but he immediately like, pulled the kill switch on his spacesuit. Like, he blows it up. <laughs> it just happened so fast. He's like, oh, oh, damn it. And then. <laughs> and it doesn't work. His plan B goes flawlessly, though. But I'm guessing when he said, did you see? Talk about his face. I mean, yeah, just, his face. I, I, I'm not going to look. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I'm not looking at you, but I think you're hurt. Let me call nine one one. Well, I understand why he was like that because you know he's supposed to be on a secret mission. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But, like a secret so over the top. Mission. Is that why every freaking Gundam pilot announces their name as this? Well, it's a code name. Hi, I'm I'm Wu Fei. Nice to meet you. Well, I'm they're a, all who the fuck is he talking to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it doesn't really matter because they Troa kill everybody. Full name. It's like, hmm, yes, I am Troa Barton, and like. Now I'll destroy everything. Like, <laughs> I, I, I cannot let you live, so it doesn't really matter that said that. They're James Bond, where they don't give a shit that everyone knows their actual identity. But that's not their real name. They're all code names. I think yeah. they say that later. Yeah, yeah I think that's for Endless Waltz. Yeah, I think that's an Endless Waltz. I kind of want to. Don't want the the villains to know. But, but after uh, after Hero runs off with the ambulance, stealing the ambulance after punching all of the EMTs and knocking <laughs> them out. <laughs> The Which, yeah. Oh yeah, there's one EMT still in the car. I forgot. Like, and he like jumps through the window to get him out. He <laughs> kicks him out. Or come on, we've all played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> don't have to go that hardcore. Well, so is this one oh. sex calls? Uh, tr- no, 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 not yet, not yet. Okay. Ending to the scene is just that's when I realized there's no hope for Relina. Almost with such like I think more like her. Uh, just really more out of just sympathy, but to me it just comes off as more entitlement. Of, My name's Relina, but she's what? like talking to herself the entire time when she's like walking on the beach. She's like, like, no one cares about like my a birthday. GMT on the floor and everything. You were supposed to ask me what my name is, not drop kick all the EMT. <laughs> <laughs> I, Okay, now obviously now he has more problems than you, woman. <laughs> and you can talk about your favorite scene. 
right. Uh, so, bum bum, dum and we're at the opera, and my and um, Zex decides this is a perfect time to call my superior trays on the videophone as he sits in the skybox at the opera. <laughs> Motherfucker, people are trying to watch opera. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy this Ave Maria here, and you're ruining it. <laughs> Actually, they play the score to Gundam. It's so funny. I noticed it today. They're playing the score to Gundam Wing. It's, well, it's the operatic version. It's yeah. because in 1995, they had no ideas that cell phones were going to become just tiny computers we carry around with us. So did Trace just, like, bring his desktop? <laughs> yeah, he brings a television. He's like, just in case someone calls. No, it looks like those old Macs, you know, that the monitors were yeah. part of the, yeah. We had some of those at MagFest, actually. <laughs> 30 year old Macintosh. I love I love that scene though. Um with trays and sex. <laughs> I forget what they talk about. I think they were I, I they were like bathroom like, deals. You know, it's like do what you gotta do, man. Remobile suits, you know. It's like our plan will still work perfectly. I know this is bad timing, but our secret plan that we can't tell anyone about yet, it's gonna work perfectly. That's why I'm on this uh secret line. And then, and, a, and then we and follow Trace. Place talking to you about this. And someone goes next. to a, a very important meeting. And then Trace goes to a very important meeting to but meet... A very important character. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, mentioned him, they mentioned him by actually, name several times. Yes. Actually, he kind of is an important character. He puts a lot of things in emotion. Yeah. But I think probably one of the reasons we started this podcast to begin with, our boy, General Septim. Thaddeus Septim. <laughs> the if there was ever a mascot for terrible dubbing, General Septum, you are that mascot. I don't know if terrible is the right word. I, hilarious, it, maybe. hilarious. Because hilarious, like, you could probably do worse than General Septum. And yeah, there definitely as uh, you could definitely do worse than General Septum. Here we are. We're in like a big boardroom meeting of. Military leaders, government and military leaders. Maybe they thought they needed to spice it up because it's it's like it's like this boring meeting with like well, you know, they are trying to get kids on board, so they're like, yeah. hey, let's give him a funny voice. <laughs> Jay, like villain, you know, like he's kind of like uh, what's his uh, Dick. He looks like Dick Dastardly. <laughs> well, everyone's kind of like, all right, we're talking about the alliance and. and and yes, uh, objects are coming from outer space. And he's like, what you're saying? Yes, we need to renew the budget. <laughs> are you making fun of me, damn it? That one. You wasted two mobile suits on a minor rebellion? That's going to cost us in taxes. They will come back with sex. There's so much venom. In his <laughs> so angry. Talking about 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 the thing is, like, I didn't use the mobile suits, sir. Oh my god! The thing is, I didn't realize that scene was like one scene. Like when you watch the like the little parody video on YouTube, not I, so much parody. It is the it, it is the actual thing. Yeah, it's so funny because like you can clearly tell he doesn't quite know what voice he wants to do. General Septim, <laughs> so he's just doing whatever. It's, just, well, it's back to what I was saying before. In, in Vancouver, they really juggled a few amount of actors. Uh, and just, you, you, it's so obvious with General Septum when it's like, well, I've already used two of my serious military voices. Uh, I can sound like this. I'm like, sure, whatever. We just got to get this shit done. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like an app, anyways. Come on, you got, you got 10 more characters you got to voice. Um, it, yeah. Uh, okay, so. After that meeting, we're. I mean, after that Academy Award winning meeting. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for fixing that for me. Uh, Hero. after Hero punched a bunch of EMTs to take the ambulance and wouldn't, Rolina's like, and he didn't even ask my name, um, which I think we went over already. Uh, so, but, but we get another scene with that. No, no, there's a lot more. Uh, but they're all very short scenes here. So first we go to the a mobile suit factory where Duo and the Death Scythe are ripping stuff apart. Uh, so it's our first duo. I yeah. still really like Duo. I've always Who is liked still Duo. the best du- character on the entire show? Duo, He's very real. He's the Duo only was, human on the show. Yeah, yeah. He was my original favorite Gundam Wing character. I feel like General Septim might take his place. <laughs> I was going to say, is it the next character? Is it Troa? No, I, I, he sounds constipated. Who says? Who says to himself? Now that you've seen me, I cannot let you live. Um, well, here's the. I cannot let you live. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Duo. I think just 
duo, you know, wears all black. He's got a Gundam that looks like a Grim Reaper. Uh, he dresses think, like a priest. He dresses like a priest, which is not cool. Because <laughs> he was raised by a priest. But I think at the time, like, everyone... I think everyone wanted to be duo. And also, he's voiced by one of my all-time favorite voice actors from my childhood, Scott McNeil. And Scott McNeil was the guy I wanted to sound like when my balls finally dropped. <laughs> How's that coming? Uh, it, I'm still working on it. Still working. <laughs> the balls dropping there. or the... I think puberty is going to come around eventually. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the desert. Um, and a, I noticed there was a very septum-ish voice saying something like, there's nothing here. Um, and they find out... There's going to be a lot of those voices. <laughs> this is like a whole montage of... Uh, yeah, they, they use that, that song that I like. I forget which one. Uh, and we find out, no, it's a Gundam. Which, take another drink there. Um, and we find out, oh, it's Katra, uh, who... I told asked, you, you should have surrendered. You should have surrendered, guys. Katra is Sorry I had to kill you for trying to kill me. If anyone got as much flack as Relina, it's it Katra. Or Katra. But Katra's no, voice is way too deep. He, he looks like Butters. Hey, He's the Butters. He's the Butters. He's the Butters. I, I tried okay, to but... The thing you is guys. about Katra, he was the most popular one with all the ladies. Yeah. At least, at least in my neighborhood, he was always the most popular one. I thought Hero was the... Because he's tiny. <laughs> Hero's too brutal. Well, he because he's the like... only blonde. But let's be honest. If this show were produced today, I think there would be a genuinely well-put-together... Uh, gay relationship between Catra and Troa because it's there. Uh, I think you can see it later. <laughs> they make music together. For God's they literally sakes. make music together. That that's actually, not, a, you, not a euphemism. It's usually a euphemism. <laughs> but I think it would be a very nice beautiful, gay relationship. Beautiful music. <laughs> but the thing is, it was in the 90s, so they also have these female love interests. I don't know if Catra does, but Troa does. Um, I, I tried to write down like the... Uh, the characters for each of these uh, pilots. Uh, Hero is Mr. Badass, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Duo is cool, funny guy. Yeah. Uh, Troa is yeah, moody. Man. He's very moody. That's true. Uh, Troa is moody. Katra is sensitive. And Wu Fei is very. He's the Zoro of. Uh, he's he's no. very Asian. He's very angry and very Asian, yes. He's very honorable. What like, I just mean uh, by that is well, he he looks Asian. He he has dragon. Well, he's spot. Chinese. Chinese, yes. Very Chinese. Dragons everywhere. <laughs> but he's also I mean he's no, like, angsty, I, I mean he's by oh hey, if you're if you're trying to come up with some cool show, it's like, alright, I want a badass Asian character. Uh he should have lots of dragons. Well I think Hiro is Martial actually also fans. Japanese. I also recall Wu Fei being a complete sexist. I, oh yeah, no, yeah that happens later. Yeah. Fei, and then, and then he. Well, well, that's what happens when you're married at 15 years old, right? <laughs> He's married. Oh, Isn't he? does he get married? I don't know. No, he he doesn't. I don't think he does. Wu Fei is. Thinking, I think you're thinking a duo, maybe. Uh, duo gets married later on. Does he? I don't like uh, the in one of the sequels. Sorry, this is spoiling everything. For they me. didn't have to hire a priest. Duo just did the whole. Yeah, thing. should we just say like spoilers abound because like the show's fifteen years old or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah, older even. They wouldn't really care. I don't know. Maybe some people are getting to this for the first time. So I hope they're not listening to this first. <laughs> no, well they're stupid. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, they can listen montage, to this. The montage after Katra and Wu Fei is like, my name is Wu Fei. Who am I talking to? I don't know. I'm inside a cockpit. Maybe he, him and Rulina should really hit it off because it just seems like no one talks to them. No. Yeah, Rulina's is, spoiled. She's do just, they like, ever talk to each other, actually, Katra and Wu Fei would have hurt Rulina very Here's the badly. Thing with the show. You think it's, oh, a main cast of five. You think it's like, like an episodic show where they all hang out at home base. A lot of these guys never really interact with each other. No, they don't. Which is fine. I don't know. We'll we'll see how we feel. About I think Buffet. I think I'm gonna like him the least in this show. No, Troa. I've. Troa. Will, it's Troa or Wufei? For me, it's Wufei. Um, I will say though, he he has my favorite Gundam. He does have a great Gundam. <laughs> I, I think well, he's right behind Death Sites. All the Death Sites. I love Shenlong, man. That arm is just so cool. It's yeah. a very cool gun, and it spurs uh, spurts out fire. That's pretty cool, right? Um, anyway, but guys, 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 we got to go back. We got to go back and talk about Relina. No, no, we got Zex stuff here. Still, Zex over enunciating everything. Yeah, 
why don't I show you something interesting? Um, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, there are five of them. Let me count them. One, one two, two, three, four. four. We're not going to count the other one because it's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you just saw it. I just fought it. The marina is going to pick it up. And he's like, there's, and they're the only one, and we're the only ones who fought and made it out alive for the Gundam. That makes us special. Um, and then we go to school to see Valina. The so. weirdest fucking school ever. Oh my God. What, what time period is this school? What are you wearing? <laughs> also, do they ever go to class? <laughs> oh, no, no. They no, go to starting class. class. Yeah, they got plenty of room for fencing and, and hockey class. That's the next and, episode. That's the next yeah, episode. Yeah, that's the next episode. But it's like, Wait, do, do, like, they have math? Like, they're all fencing, they're all <laughs> no, horseback riding, the they're all doing everything to... but learning real world no, the shit. girls learn how to sip tea properly. Uh, <laughs> the, boys birthday party to, invitations. the boys learn how to write with a feather quill. <laughs> you want me to read what I wrote in my notes here? I just know that uh, the first scene, there's this, we, we talk about the awkward dubbing pauses. There's another one with this girl who says something about Relina, <laughs> then everyone's just looking at her for about two seconds. <laughs> And then the conversation continues. <laughs> so, so I wrote in this scene, everyone loves Valina in space, and she's the richest girl in a stupid rich school. And, oh, and it's Valina's birthday. Who is she going to invite? Oh, go oh gosh. And, and there she is. So, oh, golly we're 15 gosh. minutes or three quarters of the way through this episode. Who do you think are the main characters of this show? It's pretty obvious. Who is going to survive the entire time? Also, one girl sounds exactly like Relina. <laughs> it's distracting. <laughs> I wonder if she'll invite me. No, you sound too much like me, and that'll get confusing. <laughs> you ever notice that the that the music in the like just after this when the hero shows up at the school is like a yeah. mix between cowboy bebop jazz and unsolved mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that <laughs> But this episode ends with I think one of the more the most iconic scenes in the entire series. Yes. Here you are, Nelson. <laughs> Here you are, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> The the birthday invitation, really like it's it's so funny because the freaking peanut gallery. Well, the scene starts is just it's it's almost like the staging is so freaking obvious. Oh, here's Hero just hanging outside by himself, <laughs> and then there's a mass of about seven or eight girls standing over there while they're like, all right, we're gonna go. go. Oh my gosh, she's gonna. Oh my gosh, she's gonna. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like someone asked Hero, hey, can you stand over there real quick? We, this is going to be great. Just, just stand over there. Just wait. Just wait. Just trust us. It's going to be good. Trust, trust us. It's going to be great. So really, it's like, here's an invitation to my birthday party. Clap, 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 clap. Everybody applause. It's like, oh, man, you man, you already got, you already rose to the ranks in this school. And, We're going to get along just fine. Rip. No, no, the, the, the greatest part. He rips it and then he wipes away her tear and tells her, I will kill you. And she's like, oh gosh, oh golly gosh. So Rip is I very anime because he kind of holds that pose as it just blows off in the wind. And, and, okay, my other favorite part of that is like, I'll kill you. And then she's like, but are you, are you coming, right? Like, she kind of like, like, so uh, I asked everyone to bring one dish. So, so one, like... Um, oh, the edited version of Tanami doesn't say kill. He says, I will destroy you. I will destroy you. It yeah. sounds so <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. No, no, it sounds like Futurama. I will destroy you. Which at the time, you know, you have to understand they're on kids' TV. So yeah. well, I'm amazed that the show was on kids' TV in general. Yeah, because they didn't edit out the guns, which we'll get to. Crazy times, but yeah. So, well, Ed, you have to do this. The ending scene. Do you need notes for this? Or yeah, the ending it? song. I have notes on the ending song. Okay, good. The like, I will kill you scene. Just always, <laughs> I'll remember it dearly. Just the wiping of the tear gets really close and just goes, "I will kill you." Subtitle of this ending song is "Spoiled Bitch on Safari." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll tell you right now, I. I wasn't familiar with this ending theme because I watched the Toonami version, of course, and it's the shorter, cool, hard rock instrumental version of uh, Just Communication. Uh, so I only saw this a little while back. So I so, was and I'm sure taken by surprise. Yeah, what the fuck? Then I, I have a version with uh, subtitles in the song translating the lyrics. And I'm like, the fuck is this song about? It's like calling up your boyfriend and he doesn't want to talk to you. And like, we're, we'll talk about the lyrics some other time. But <laughs> Lena is already like writing out the life with her and Hero. It's like, 
you're so entitled. You just met. This is a crazy girl. This girl's gonna like. Like, she's she like, she's like, like, should should we talk about the visuals? Yeah, no, no, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> so first she's like hanging out with like just nature, you know, posing model shots in na- nature. Then she's just then she's fucking with some dog. She's like rubbing her with his with her foot, like oh. rubbing his belly with her foot. And then just you know, picking up lions by the mane and messing with a deer. And then these birds are like, fuck oh. this bitch. Like the birds <laughs> give her the side eye. They're, they're throwing shade. And then she fucking pulled out on the tail of a rhinoceros, cavorting with the rhinoceros. <laughs> God, even and then act- she uses the rhinoceros as a hammock. <laughs> I want the rhinoceros to kill her, basically. She's, e- she's torturing this poor the thing. The rhinoceros says, I will kill you. <laughs> if, I, if I don't get killed first by poachers, because I am endangered. Aww. It's Aww. sad. Well, hey, you got to be aware, people. It's uh, because of spoiled bitches like Arena. Uh, I, Alina, Arena. I look at this ending... As wow, even in Africa, Raylena gets ignored. <laughs> and nobody fair, likes it. Not even said, the animals in Africa. We said this outro didn't air on Tsunami. It did air on the Midnight Run uncut because mm-hmm. that was the uncut version of the show. So if you stayed up at night and like me, yeah. and you saw that shit, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. even when I was like, however old I was, I think I was like ten when I saw that. I was just like, "Huh." It's the weirdest ending, and it doesn't fit the show at all. Because it's just weird. That happens a lot with anime yeah. endings. Yeah. Is just something just out of context. Like, do you remember the but Outlaw like, Star endings? Relina never looks it's... this happy in the entire show. <laughs> well, this is what this is what this is what it takes for her to be happy. African safari, playing with animals, and in hero. her pink little outfit, and hero, her, <laughs> hero. Her, her awesome boyfriend, so, who's not in this outro, by the way. Uh, None of the characters are. Your point being? You wasted three mobile suits just to bring a minor rebellion under control? And as a result, we were able to prevent the rebellion from developing into anything. I'm not talking about the results! You're abusing the Alliance military's valuable combat resources! Valuable combat resources? Are you talking about our soldiers, or are you talking about mobile suits? Are you making fun of me, dammit? So, so what did you guys think of uh, this episode? I can see why I loved it, but man, does it not hold up. It's, it's badass, but at the same time, it's completely ridiculous. Like, Relina is a ridiculous character. Relina... Yeah, uh, right Ed? off the bat, she's so desperate. <laughs> I'm impressed by how uh, um, uninteresting the other four Gundam pilots are so far. It gets better, but um, few of them never recover. The the thing is, like, there are some parts they're like just seeing '90s anime is kind of nice because it's not digitally done. So I, there's some parts of it that look really, you know, it's like oh, I have this, I have this, this place in my heart for that. It's yeah. like, like yeah. oh. Like old Simpsons too. Like Big O is such a great. It's like such a big difference between season one and season two because uh, season two is like all digital, and I don't necessarily know what season one how it was done. I feel like Jose would probably it's film. Right? It's film. I love that grainy tooth to yeah, stuff. Yeah. I feel like it adds a texture. It adds it adds a tone to it, and I feel like I'll, since everything's digital now, it's it to me it's it's still weird watching something like DBZ now. Like anything new dbz it just looks weird because i'm used to that film so grade, shiny, that too shiny. yeah shiny and i think that's why i still like big o the entire series but that first season i love it because it looks like it it almost it's it, with that grain it kind of looks like a film noir yeah exactly i think that's why bebop holds up really well they did even the movie on film so mm-hmm. it was like like it's all consistently grainy and just looks it just has that look to it yeah that you can't you can't really replicate with digital. You can try. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do, but you can't really do I'm, it. I'm glad we're all grain enthusiasts. I, with Wing, I think what held up and what didn't hold up. What held up, I think, is the music. I think is definitely the thing that's. But you're talking the about Inferno over the entire series. No, no, we, in, in this yeah, episode. Long way to go. No, in this episode. Um, I mean, the music. I think throughout the series, yes, that one is throughout the series. In this episode, what did not hold up. Uh, for me, obviously, was the character of Rolina. Um, Troa 
I, I never really had anywhere to hold up from. Um, I think just the acting in general is not quite as subtle as I thought it was when I watched it the first time, or even maybe the second time, mm-hmm. um, you know, eight, nine years ago. But um, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and the writing is really, as a pointed out earlier from Jose didn't hold up quite as much as I thought. I think anime in general is just made with a lot more precision and uh, it's a lot more effort put behind it today than it was back then. So when people are like, I want another Gundam Wing kind of show, you know, they don't remember exactly uh, how well it may hold up. There's parts that don't. Obviously, I you know, the Gundams still look great, like the designs. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the designs are still some of the most iconic out of Gundam in the mm-hmm. entirety of the franchise. I agree. And I will say this. All their hair is awesome. That's the kind of hair <laughs> I wanted. It's such a 90s show, and I kind of really love it for that because it, like, brings you back to that decade. Like I, I, I wish my hair could just grow out and be short and spiky like heroes. Although like, Troa's hair never Troa's hair is, like, stupid. <laughs> it's a reverse mullet. Troa's hair can, can happen. Just look at all those weird... It's a reverse mullet. Those weird Japanese bands. Yeah, they're, they're, I've seen that. I've seen that. Look hair. good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I've seen it in real life. No one likes Wu Fei's haircut. Uh, final. Wu Fei has the simplest haircut. It's just a thing in a ponytail. He has a greasy-looking ponytail. <laughs> he almost looks like a young Steven Seagal, <laughs> <laughs> which explains why he's such an asshole. Uh, so uh, next time on Endless Schmaltz, hero. Uh, sorry, I'm reading from the, uh, underwater stuff. Fencing, talking, exposition, underwater fighting with other Gundams. Those are all next time. Wow, you really sold me on that. But yeah, I, look, I tried. On that now. note, that's going to do it for the first episode of Endless Schmaltz. Uh, first, I'd like to thank everyone for coming on today. Zach. Thank you for having me, Steve. Ed. You're welcome. Jose. Uh, always happy to be here. And thank you for listening. Uh I don't know where you're listening from. I'm sure we'll know by the time this comes out. But thank you for listening to the first episode. I hope you listen to the rest of the series. And I hope you're watching along with us because I think it's, I think that's the most fun of it all. So. Well, we'll have contact information, social media stuff, uh, probably in a few episodes from now or tacked on at the end of this or something. I, I don't quite know how this is going to work. Good professional stuff. We'll, we'll be good professionals. Uh, you got you got me editing behind the scenes, so I'll I'll do I'll do my best for you, Steve. Maji, are we not doing that? <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not doing that. Uh, but until next time, my name is Steve, and we'll. I don't know. We'll see you in space or something. I don't. There's, there's, there's no catchphrase for Gundam Wing right now except I will kill you. To so, be continued. Until next time, I will kill you. <laughs>